What was that? I'm your host Haley Simpkins and welcome back to Appalachian Unknown where we explore all the scary, weird, and just outright unknown or unexploitable stories that may come out of the Appalachian region. Since our podcast is still up and coming, I wanted to introduce myself yet again. So just a bit about me, I'm an Appalachian native myself coming from Eastern Kentucky and actually this story today does take place in my hometown. I'm an almost graduated, thank the lord, journalism major at the University of Kentucky who loves to learn new things about my home region, so here we are to learn together. Let's get into it. Today's story is really fun, so if you're looking for a more light-hearted episode, definitely give this one a listen. Have you ever seen Bigfoot? Maybe you call it a Yeti, a Yow Yow, a Sasquatch. I call it the Ball Fork Monster, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Located in the heart of Hatfield-McCoy territory, I've traveled across Ball Fork Mountain countless times. Ball Fork Mountain connects the area where my dad grew up to the area where I called home, um, in a different part of the county. Ball Fork Mountain is one of the many mountains that have been mined for coal in eastern Kentucky, but perhaps something more sinister lived in the mines too. Before it fell victim to strip mining, Ball Fork was covered in lush, thick forest, and I mean, it still kind of is, like right off the road. So from just what I can see when you're driving on the road, I wasn't surprised to hear my grandpa say that there was a Bigfoot lurking in the woods. The brush and woods were so dense that it was impossible to know everything that lived in those mountains. I mean, sometimes when we drove through, I swear that I saw shadows move. Luckily, I never had a run-in with the Ball Fork Monster, but I did have a few times where I thought I saw that Sasquatch from those beef jerky commercials because it really creeped me out as a kid, but that, never mind, that doesn't count. <laughs> so, but I do know quite a few people who did have a run-in with the Ball Fork Monster. One in particular was my grandpa. His name was Glenda Blackburn, and I call him my Pawpaw Blackburn. So, if you hear me talking about Pawpaw Blackburn, that's who I'm referring to. He was a coal miner in eastern Kentucky for much of his life, and he was no stranger to the woods or the mountains. He was definitely not a liar. So these stories that I'm going to be telling you today, a few of them come from my papa, and I grew up believing them to be pure truth, and I suggest that you look at it the same way. So, living on the far side of Ball Fork, my papa Blackburn and his friends and family frequented the mountain and had claimed to see the monster dart across the road or jump on the back of four-wheelers and horses. And a quick Google search <laughs> revealed that my papa was not alone in this. So, just to prove to you how common these sightings were in my little small town, I'm going to read to you an excerpt from our local newspaper, the Williamson Daily News, and tell you what they had to say about the sightings. So this is um, a story from 1974. The headline reads, Thing roams top of Ball Fork Mountain. An eight foot tall, huge hairy thing, which is said to roam the hills between midnight and 3 a.m., reportedly was observed last night and Sunday on Ball Fork Mountain near McAndrews, Kentucky. 
The thing is said to have a cat-like face, a huge hairy man-like body, and large paws, which have left tracks reportedly measured at 18 inches in breadth. This is really true. I'm not making it up, said Mrs. Patty Smith, one of the several persons contacting the Daily News. I thought at first those boys were just using their imagination, but night before last, I heard the thing. We were up there, and it made a noise that sounded like trees breaking and crunching, and it was so loud. The thing reportedly roams the top of Balfork Mountain for several hours after midnight each day. Reports and rumors have said that the creature at various times in the past week was drugged halfway down the mountain by an automobile, which it had grabbed, left a huge paw print on the hood of a car, and chased several boys from the area, among other tales. Balfork Mountain has been crowded with would-be heroes and curious area residents the past two nights. Two rifle shots reportedly hit the creature Sunday night, but it was the gunshots appear not to have injured the creature, and it even chased away its assailants from the hilltop. They say it was just gigantic, Mrs. Smith said. They shot it twice and it still ran after them. I feel foolish saying something like this, but it really is true. The Balfork area has been known to spawn an occasional bear, and the feeling among several persons was that this thing was merely a large bear, plus a little imagination. So that was actually in our newspaper. Cannot believe it. So happy that I found that little excerpt. Some other accounts of the Balfork monster um, and the story behind it actually found online um, through just a quick Google search. And this is actually one post that comes from urbanlegends.com. I know it's not, not the most reputable source, but are there really any reputable sources when you're talking about Bigfoot? Okay, thank you. So one poster on urbanlegends.com recounted their experience with the beast. People were afraid to go out after night. Coon hunters reported seeing something huge and bipedal, at least eight feet tall, with eyes that glowed in the dark. The local newspaper urged people to keep their children close to home. The sightings became more and more frequent, and they grew more detailed. People began reporting the monster from different areas, some claimed to have had close encounters, some reports came from very credible witnesses. For a while, there was a sort of hysteria about the monster that gripped the area. People were scared to death. Some people went out in the hills hunting the monster. This went on for several months. Imagine that. I mean, several months of seeing Bigfoot, hearing Bigfoot, knowing all this stuff about Bigfoot, 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 the Balfork monster, the thing in the hills. But was it really a thing at all? Was there a monster? I guess that just remains unknown. Unlike other health concerns, mental illness is not always easy to see. Depression won't show up on an eye chart and you won't find PTSD by looking at a thermometer. Sorting out a mental health concern takes professional diagnosis and treatment. Anxiety won't just go away under a bandage. If you or a loved one has a mental health concern, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral. Learn more at samhsa.gov support.
So I tricked you guys a bit there. The idea is that Bigfoot and his existence, his slash her, we do not know, existence remains unknown, but the existence of the ball fork monster has been cracked. So the poster on urbanlegends.com also remembered how the sightings came to an end. And it was exactly as my papa had always told me. It was just old Blue Eyes. Blue Eyes was one of the local community members in the town, and I'd always heard that he was a ball fork monster from my papa. I knew Blue Eyes over 30 years after the sightings came to an end, but no matter how often we saw him fishing out in the creek behind my papa's house, Papa never failed to remind me that Blue Eyes was the ball fork monster. I always got a kick out of that. The end of the ball fork monster hysteria goes something like this according to the poster and according to my papa. Then a local good old boy fessed up. He was a good humored sort who liked to go up in the hills at night and kick back with a case or two. He was one of those happy-go-lucky fellas whom in older days might have been referred to as a town drunk. He thought it would be fun to stir things up a bit. Not too much exciting things happened here and even less 30 years ago. There had been a lot of Bigfoot sightings out west that had been reported on the evening news. So he made up a monster just for kicks and giggles. He had a head from an old werewolf costume. As time went on, he made a pair of feet for making footprints out of an old pair of mining boots strapped to boards. He put some beef bones and I think a pig skull in an old mine. He went out at night and let out some scary howls and roars. He was actually one of the first people who reported encountering the big Bigfoot-like creature. He only stopped when he got shot at one night. He figured it had gone far enough. Finally, Bigfoot, I mean Blue Eyes, took his monster paraphernalia into the local newspaper to prove that he was the monster. After that, the sighting stopped. That was exactly how my papa always told me too. Even though that was the end of the ball fork monster, that doesn't mean that that's the end of Bigfoot sightings in Appalachia, or even in my little tiny hometown. Bigfoot? may still be out there. Well, I know we're talking about Bigfoot, but I think we need to be talking about the big man. Santa Claus, yes. It is holiday season, and if you're like me, you may be looking for a way to get back to your community. I wanted to spotlight a few organizations that I've been involved with who are spreading some cheer this time of year. So one of the programs that I participate in each year is called the Salvation Army's Angel Tree Program, which purchases toys for children in need. All you have to do is search for the Walmart Angel Tree on Google to find the nearest Angel Tree registry near you. Um, they also offer online options to buy toys if that's something you'd want to do. Another great option if you're a homebody like me and you want to give through online is the Be Santa to a Senior program where you can literally buy the most wholesome presents for the elderly. They literally ask for the most sweet things like socks or 
little candies or robes like just so wholesome so you can definitely make their day by just visiting be Santa to a senior dot um, com. You can find a local program near you. Some of them offer online options, so definitely check those out because it just warms my heart. I did it last year, and I just can imagine the smile on the person's face when they got their Ferrero Rocher in the mail. <laughs> so come on and show a bit of that Appalachian hospitality we all know and love this holiday season. Like I said before, the Ball Fork Monster wasn't the only account of a Bigfoot-like creature roaming Appalachia. My papa had told me several other stories of a similar creature, but this time, I could tell it actually scared him. So the first one he told me happened about five minutes down the road from Ball Fork, in the area of town called Sharondale. That's where my papa went to grade school. When most people discuss their childhood memories on the playground, they're full of light and happiness, but it seemed that the kids who went to Sharondale grade school, especially my Pop Pop Blackburn, had a different outlook on it. Instead of games of tag or hide and seek, my Pop Pop played Dodge the Rocks being thrown at you by a Sasquatch across the road. He never got a good look at the creature, but he said that the rocks being thrown at the playground was greater than that of any rock that he'd seen a man throw or a minor pick. Was Bigfoot targeting kids? <laughs> a baby Bigfoot maybe he was trying to play? The instability of mountain rocks just causing them to fall? Seems like we'll never know. My dad also shared an equally as spooky, actually just really eerie story from his trip to visiting family in rural Virginia he, my great uncle, and my papa Blackburn were all four wheeling through the woods when my dad recalls seeing a figure standing in a field in the distance. He said it wore a large raincoat, but the parts that, that weren't covered, you could see fur on all of their extremities. <laughs> he said it just stared at them in all of their existence, just as they did to it. Was it a Bigfoot, a wild man, or just a tall tail? These are just my family's personal run-ins with a possible Appalachian Bigfoot. But they're not alone. Stories like this cast a far and wide net across the Appalachian mountain range. But is Bigfoot really out there? That still remains unknown. Hope you enjoyed today's story. It was a really fun one. I love getting to tell you guys personal stories, um, especially about my papa since we lost him back in 2017. So it's nice to just talk about him and talk about some of the stories that we shared together. And I hope that you enjoy them just as much as I do. Um, and if you want to listen to more stories like this, let us know what other fun stories you have, or maybe you want a more spooky one. Let me know about that on all the social media platforms. Appalachian Unknown, spelled just like you see it wherever you're listening right now. I hope to see you all back here next time, where we can discover something new together. 